changing minds one thought at a time. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Changing Minds Online Empowering Women Series. How are you doing today, Jessica? I'm doing awesome, Akina. How are you? I am great. I am super excited about today's topic. How about you? I am. I think it's going to be a really good one. You know, it's one for me that is really personal and really touches the heart, and it's a topic that so many women are affected by and really on all opposite sides of the spectrum. So I think it's just really fitting for our Empowering Women series and you're having just a banter we already had with um, the amazing guests we have on. I know it's really going to be a great show. Agree, agreed. You know, we've all had a a touch of this during our uh, lifetime, and our guest today is really going to help us bring it to light. Uh, our guest is the founder of Facing Up To It. She is an author and a speaker, and she's going to really help us to bring to light today Friending the Mirror, Making Peace with Your Reflection. It is my honor to introduce Don Shaw. Hello, Don. How are you today? Oh, I am just great, and I am so happy to be here. We're so glad to have you as well. Well, we'll jump right on into the call because I know there's so many people here today ready to hear what you have to say to us. So tell us about how you became a friend to the mirror. Well, first of all, I think it's really important that people understand. I mean, this is audio only, and so unless you actually see me, you might not realize that I my face is different. I was born with a type of tumor called a teratoma, and it affected my breathing. They went in and figured out what it was. They took it out, and that was all fine, except a little while later, it grew back. And when they went back in the second time, they had to really make sure that they got it all. And it was intertwined with muscle, bone, nerve, so some of that had to come out too. And basically what happened ultimately is the left half of my face is mostly paralyzed. So I definitely I have what is called what I refer to as a facial difference. I do not accept the terms deformity or disfigured. I do not believe they should ever be used to describe physical attributes of people. But that has, because I look different, understandably I grew up being treated a little differently. Now, I was very lucky in that I had a good support system. I mean, yeah, I had a lot of surgeries, and I kept thinking that these surgeries were going to fix everything, but it didn't. Eventually, I figured out there's only so much that medical science could do. And when I was 20, in my early 20s, I had a surgery go very badly. It put me in intensive care and kind of scared me. And I realized that every time you have surgery, there's a cost. There's a physical cost. There's an emotional cost. I mean, forget the monetary cost. You know, we had insurance. But the emotional cost and the idea that I was never going to look perfect. I was never going to look, quote, unquote, normal. And I finally just had to come to realize that and 
at the same time, I decided the surgeries just were not worth it. The amount of ground that was being gained and making me look any better was so insignificant. And so I had to, and it wasn't easy. It's not like I woke up one morning and said, okay, my face is fine, I'm happy. It just doesn't work that way. I mean, it took a long time. Something that helped was the idea that I always knew that despite being different, and again, this had a lot to do with my support system, my family and my friends, I knew that eventually I would find someone who would love me despite how I looked. I knew that there are lots of people out there who can see past physical appearance and see the person inside. And I'm happy to say that for me, yes, I I was right about that. And I've now been married for about 20 years. So there are so many directions you can go when you talk about physical appearance because I tell you, it's not all about looking different because there are a lot of people who you don't see anything physically wrong with them and yet they still have a lot of insecurities about their appearance. Yeah, you know, thank you, Dom. I just want to thank you for sharing that with us. And I know that it's really, you know, it really takes a lot of courage to step up and, and let yourself be that example for other women. You know, I one of my prayers that I pray every day, and I know this is something I've learned from one of my mentors, is to, and I pray, I said, Lord, help me see myself the way you see me. And, you know, when we look at ourselves in that way and in that light and in that love, we see that we're all beautiful and that, you know, it is not about, like you said, what we we are look like physically, but it really is about who we are as a human being. And, you know, for women in general, and it doesn't matter, I find it doesn't matter what a woman looks like, it doesn't really change the fact that women tend to have, you know, these beliefs around what they look like and women tend not to be happy with what they look and what they see in the mirror really did no matter what you know and and I know I can relate to that too Don um you know I was actually born with a medical disorder myself and the tum- the disorder I have it, it does produce tumors and many of the tumors are actually visible and it also produces some pigmentation issues on my skin. And as a child, you know, my mother who wanted to protect me and you know, at the time she didn't want she didn't know if I wanted people to know. She had taught me to try and cover it up to make so people wouldn't see it, so people wouldn't see what it was that made me different. So I wouldn't feel different. And and I you know, and I love her for that and I'm, and I know she did the best she could. But what it wound up doing for me was internalizing the fact that I felt that there was something wrong about me. There was something different about me. And I didn't think I was beautiful. And I looked in the mirror and I saw, you know, the differences that you're talking about and and that you see in your body. I saw them in my body. And I started to equate them as being bad. Yeah, well, it's easy to to do. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and, and I understand, I mean, about your mom. I mean, every parent is going to do the best they can, the best they know how to do for their child. My dad, I mean, I was lucky lucky in that my parents took me everywhere. So I never developed that fear of being out in public. I, I, You don't ever get used to being stared at. But when you're out there, you just kind of 
I, I think I've learned to filter it. But my dad was actually kind of defensive. If a kid was staring at me, he would confront the kid or the parents or whatever. And because my dad was defensive, it made me defensive. Because we do, we will model the behavior of our parents. Good, bad, right, or wrong, if there is such a thing as good, bad, right, or wrong. So I, yeah, I definitely, absolutely. definitely understand that. And, yeah, and that's know, one of the things that I was just going to say, one of the things I actually really enjoy talking to parents about how to interact with people who are different. And I, and even if, if, in fact, I'm hoping to write an article about parenting kids that are different, even though I'm not a parent myself, I can kind of relay how it was for me growing up and kind of make some suggestions to parents who have kids that are, have physical differences to maybe help those kids cope a little better. Yeah, and that sounds like a phenomenal idea. Idea, And, you know, it really is. You know, for a lot of times for girls, for especially young girls, we start to really develop the beliefs we have about ourselves and our bodies at a very young age. You know, most people, most psychologists say that is as early as like four to five years old. You know, oftentimes I think, you know, you hear women talking about their appearances and whether or not it's they're unhappy with their weight or they're unhappy with their hair or something that they look like. And it's not uncommon for women who, you know, may not have any sort of physical issues and who are beautiful to still be unhappy with their bodies. And, you know, a lot of times it's what people told them, what people told them. And they start to internalize these beliefs about themselves. And, you know, I know there's people just listening to this call tonight all over the world who are saying, I guess that's me. You know, there's people and women are, we're more prone to things like eating disorders. We're more prone, you know, to to a lot of different, you know, things that really just deal with our appearance and it, it's difficult for us to move past it. You know, would you give us some tips and some strategies, and I'd love to talk about this as well, um, that helped you to be able to change those beliefs and went from that place where you did actually love your reflection and, and what you know, it meant for you when you were able to reach that place? Well, one of the things I kind of mentioned about, I always knew that I would find someone. Now, I had a few early relationships that might not have been considered all that socially acceptable. I won't go into details, but I will say that what they did for me, I mean, these were, I had them that I became friends with, and it went a little farther than just being friends. But what that did for me was it helped me build confidence and that I was a person that was attractive. And even though maybe these men should have not been in a relationship with me necessarily, we got together for the right reasons, to be honest. I mean, we became friends. We became interested in each other as people. And moving on from that, I mean, I, it helped me to understand that eventually that I would find someone who was more suitable for me. And and I also knew, I mean, like I say, I, I met my husband doing community theater. And that's one of the things I like to share is that I met the man I eventually married because I was out doing something that I enjoy doing. We both do theatrical light design. And we got together because we were both out doing something we enjoyed. 
And if you want to meet people, if you want to, whether it's a, a you know, that a romantic relationship or even just find friends, find positive friends, go out and do things that you enjoy doing, hobbies, activities. If you like to go to concerts, I'm a kind of a junkie for independent music, and I've I've met a lot of fellow fans of certain bands that are now my friends. And if again, it, it's about surrounding yourself with people that make you happy, that are positive. I mean, if you're with people who all they do is put you down all the time, that's not going to help you build up your confidence and your esteem. And if you've got somebody who tells you there's something wrong with your body, then maybe you need to find somebody else. Because, and I know it's easier second time, but the idea is, because when you get told something positive or negative over and over, you're going to start believing it. So imagine if someone told you every day, you're beautiful, even if you just tell yourself. Because that's what I've, I've started. Actually, some of this stuff is relatively recent for me, but I started doing affirmations being very positive with myself, kind to myself. We have to remember it's important to be kind. And when you are kind to other people, it's easier to be kind to yourself. And sometimes you have to do that regardless of how other people treat you. You have to be within that space and say, I can't let that person ruin my day. I'm going to be nice to them even though they were mean to me. I'm going to be nice to them. That was almost my way of taking revenge on some of the uh, kids I didn't like in high school as I would just be especially nice to them. Wow. That's a good that's a good strategy. That's a good strategy. You know, I like the fact that you mentioned uh, you know, using kindness as you know, as your as your strong point because, you know, that's one of the reasons why uh Jessica and I are here today. We didn't have that support system when we were coming uh, up the ranks, and we wanted to give that back. We wanted to share all of the love we had in our hearts for the women by doing this podcast for them, you know, so that they would have support, so that they would feel love, that they would feel that somebody was behind them, and they would know that they were worth it because somebody, you know, just knowing that somebody else is saying, you're worth it. We see it in you. Now see it in yourself. So, I mean, this is right on time with uh, the things that we, especially being our uh, first anniversary, this is a wonderful topic to be talking about kindness and why we need to build it within ourselves. Now, yeah, I think I think it's also really important, not just that, I, I mean, what you were saying and also the idea that people are not alone. Sometimes people right. get into this idea that they're the only ones that feel that way, or they're the only ones that are thinking a certain thought, or I'm the only one that has this bad habit, or I'm the only one that has this particular issue. And the reality is, you're not. There's a lot of people out there who feel the same way. And that sense of community that can get built between people who can get together and kind of compare notes, that can be very healing as well, just knowing you're not alone. Yes, 
yes. Now, what do you say to people when you meet them and they're, uh, they feel that way? You know, what are some tips that you would give to them to let them know how to handle that feeling of loneliness? Well, I would actually recommend, I would, I would ask them to, I would ask them, all right, what are you good at? What do you enjoy? Because everybody has talents. Everybody has something that they like to do. Now, I suppose if you spend 24-7 on Facebook, that could be a little bit isolating, even though you are reaching out to people socially. But, boy, there's a lot of drama on Facebook, too. But I would encourage, if somebody is locked in their house, and I do know that sometimes people who look different or who are insecure about their appearance, they don't want to go out. And it's it's hard, but if even if they find a group of friends or family members that are supportive, to go with them, because I know that sometimes family members are not always supportive. I was a lucky mind word, but I, I hear stories. Anyway, get out into the world. Go to a movie, you know, where it's dark, so you don't have to worry about people looking at you. I mean, that would even be a place to start. But just, you've got to start filtering, though, because if you look around, if you're looking for people who are staring at you, you're going to see all kinds of people that are staring at you. But if you just say, look, I'm just going to go out there and be and do what I do, I know it's hard to, it's hard to get into the mindset of not worrying about what other people think. I mean, I'm not there. I still worry about what other people think. But when I'm out in public, I don't. I just, other people are in their space and I'm in mine. And if somebody wants to talk to me, if somebody wants to ask me, and if I see a little kid staring at me, one of my tactics now is I will actually try to interact with that child. And I will... I'll say, you know, I, I saw that you were looking at me, and if you want to ask me a question, I'm totally okay with you asking me a question. And sometimes they do, and sometimes they're too shy, and oftentimes their parents jump in and are supportive and try to help because they realize that this is a, a good educational experience. But when a kid figures out that somebody who is different is actually a person, Sometimes all I have to do is smile and wave. Or I'll ask them, well, what did you do today? Or are you having fun if we're out at an event? And when you make yourself into a, a person that interacts with that child, suddenly you're not as much of a mystery anymore. I don't know if that really answers your question. I hope so. Oh, yes. Yes, you. I think it's really amazing what you're saying. It's just that that taking that mystery away. And, you know, the the problem with not really being in absolute love with ourselves is is that when we don't fully love ourselves, we can't possibly fully express ourselves. You know, we all are love. That is who we are. We're love. We're beauty. We're peace. We're joy. We're abundance. We're everything great in this world, you know, and I love how you're talking about affirmations, you know, and the reason why I know that we're all these things is because I believe that that's what God is, and we're made in his image, and to think that we're anything less than that, it just doesn't equate, because it's like, you know, 
it is. It's, it's committing blasphemy against God because, you know, we can't call ourselves that and then praise a God whose image we're made in that it's anything less than that. You know, affirmations were the way that I was able to change my um, thoughts about myself, too. And when I was able to change my perception, perceptions, I was able to show up in the world differently. And I love that you're talking about affirmations. You know, Akeen and I are so big on affirmations. We, that's why we wrote our, our 90-day affirmation and gratitude journal. And this isn't the first time, the second time, or even the third time, or probably not the tenth time, you know, in our now almost 100 shows we've shared how really powerful affirmations are in changing your life. You know, we believe from the bottom of our hearts that you do have the ability to change your life and to change everything about yourself, change what you're attracting, change who you're attracting, and really just create abundance in all areas of your life. And it really does start after, you know, start with what are you putting after I am? You know, what? how are you defining yourself? And for women, sometimes we see ourselves as like these giving and loving people, but we just don't like, you know, what we look like. And and people can tell you can't be fully expressed. And I was one of those people, so I can really speak in integrity, saying, like, I get it. I was one of those people who would try on outfit after outfit after outfit, and it didn't matter what I put on. I wasn't happy with how I looked, and there were parties that I didn't go to. And I remember, like, looking in the mirror, and I looked beautiful. Like, I know now that I looked beautiful, that there was nothing wrong, but I, I couldn't see it. You know, I had I had uh, my hair wouldn't wasn't perfect to me. My makeup didn't come perfect, and I couldn't be happy. And then I wasn't able to be fully love people around me because I couldn't love myself because of what I was seeing. And at the end of the day, you know, you really it's something you need to fix authentically. You need to fall in love with yourself authentically because nothing can fix it and nothing can cover it up. You know, in my early 20s, I got myself into a lot of debt and and I'm very transparent on the show. I'm still paying it back, trying to buy things to cover it up, to fix the problem because I thought if only I had, you know, Louis Vuitton shoes, well, that will solve everything. Then I'll love myself. And if only I had a Louis Vuitton handbag, well, then I'll love myself or the Chanel or the Gucci or whatever it is. If only I had the nicest car, you know, if I only I have all this this makeup and, you know, it, it, if it, the, the your makeup will make the problem better. And, you know, if you keep doing that you're you're just covering things up you're not actually fixing the issue and you'll never actually be happy and you'll never love yourself you know but having been on the other side with now really not worrying so much about what I look like, but letting that inner beauty shine through and letting that be what other people see rather and, than and that's you know, exactly focus. what is going to happen when you yeah. can start feeling better about yourself, and like I say, start by. Because do when you do things that make you happy, it's that happiness that I mean your smile totally changes how the world perceives you. I mean I would used to look at pictures of myself and I, I mean obviously I have like half a smile because only half of my face moves, and it's hard for me to look, even even now it can be hard for me to look, to look at pictures of myself, but then I have to try to look at I project a lot of confidence, and so the way other people see me, I'm starting to kind of be able to see myself the way that other people perceive me, which is actually with this confidence, and my smile is starting to have a different meaning, because it means it's not, oh, look, my face is all 
crooked, you know, it's all, everything's up on, the wrong, on one side and not the other. It's the idea that, look, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm showing the world that I'm happy. So, totally, I get that. And that's very powerful stuff, Jessica, by the way. just Yeah, well, thank you. But it, it really is about... If you are so focused with what's on the outside, no one will ever see your inner beauty. You know, and I believe, you know, if you, I believe you are beautiful, that you are love, that you're peace, that you're joy, and you have this fantastic, wonderful gift to share with the world. You know, you are here for a reason, for a purpose. Everyone has a purpose. And if you want to fully live into your purpose, you have to let the world see your inner beauty. And if you're so focused on what that mirror is, you know, if, if you don't love what you see, I don't want to say no, don't focus on it, but love it. Love with what you see. And you'll find the world will start to respond to you differently. Yeah, and it but, definitely you know, starts from inside. Yeah. Now, Dawn, I know we're almost at the end of our show. I know there's a lot of projects you're working on, and I would love to hear for you to share what they are with us because... You know, I'm just really touched by what you said, and I think a lot of our listeners who, who maybe are, you know, like I was, sitting here and saying, hey, you know what, that's me. I just keep spending money, and, and it's not fixing the problem. You know, what is it that you're doing that you can offer them as a solution? Well, um, first of all, I mean, I'm just going to kind of cover a few things. I mean, I've I've written, I was introduced as being an author. I've written a couple of books, one of which is my memoir. And I will tell you my memoir, which was only published about two years ago. It's both uh, online and in hard copy. It cha- writing it changed my life. It took me seven years to write it because it was an incredibly intense process. But writing it changed my life. And one of the things that I do, I encourage people who are having any sort of emotional crisis or having to make a decision or have things on their mind to write stuff down because that process just, even if you burn it and nobody ever sees it or if you type it into a computer, just file it somewhere or hit the delete button or print it out and shred it, whatever you want to do, it's a process. Anyway, and when I wrote my second book, which was, it's a Kindle-only book, and it happens, it's also called Friending the Mirror. I like the title, can you tell? Because I've got the book. And I also, more recently in January, I started doing an online webinar series, which is actually both video and audio, in which I, I also call it Friending the Mirror. And I address appearance-related issues and insecurities. I bring on guests who have some sort of physical issue to talk about, to tell their story, or to talk about an organization that they work with that empowers people who have differences. It's, I think I get a better story if somebody has their own personal story to tell. But, for example, I've, I've had a, a guy who was a double amputee below the knee. I have a woman who was hearing impaired. That was one of my earlier episodes. I've got shows, upcoming shows that I'm going to have a, 
a guy who is the head of Changing Faces in the United Kingdom. And I also have a gentleman who had Bell's palsy. And from someone who lives looking like I do all my life, it's going to be very interesting for me to talk to somebody who just literally woke up one morning and their face was different. And the nice thing with Bell's palsy is usually it goes away, but sometimes it doesn't, and you still have to live with it while you have it. So the webinar to me is, is my way of giving back. I don't, I mean, it it costs me money to put on, but I don't charge for it. I just want people to realize that there's a lot of stories out there, a lot of people with incredibly inspirational messages to share and experiences to share. And my hope is that people realize that you're not alone. And, that, and I do ask all of my guests to give the audience something, some sort of action point. You know, what can you do today to help start making your life better, happier, whatever, more productive? Wow, that's wonderful, Don. Is there an email that someone can get in touch with you or other contact information they, if they well, may be in touch by your story today? Yeah, and actually I, I should mention the name of my memoir is Facing Up to It. It's also the name of my business, and it's also the name of my website. So you can find me at www.facinguptoit.com. And you'll find all of my social media. I'm on Twitter at Facing Up To It. Imagine that. If you did a search on Facebook, Facing Up To It, you'll find me. Uh, that's so I drew, even though I've kind of, uh, kind of, I, uh, hello, I have adopted Friending the Mirror as my latest project in terms of what I put out there. Facing Up To It is how you find me. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, if you yes, were touched by something... Yes, I should talk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I should trip well, over my would... tongue with the best of them. Yes. <laughs> well, if you were touched by something that Don said today, you can find this podcast on, of course, changeyourmindsonline.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, TuneIn, and, of course, SoundCloud. So, Jessica, you have some final words for our listeners today? You know, I just want to, I always end the call the same way. And just thank you so much, um, Don, for being on our call and sharing with us, you know, and just for really opening up and touching us. You just have a tremendous heart. And I think it's just, it was a really a pleasure to spend time with you tonight. And, you know, for our thank listeners, you. you know, thank you. Yeah, and, you know, for our listeners, thank you. You know, we wouldn't be doing this without you. We wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you, and we love you. You know, God bless. Make it a really powerful week, and um, I'm excited to be with you guys again on Sunday. Thank you so much, Don, for being with us, and good night, everyone. Absolutely. Good night. Good night, guys.